In this episode of the Explore Information Security Podcast, how to secure Node.js. Welcome to the Explore Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to secure Node.js. Joining me today to help answer this question is Max McCarty, software engineer, Pluralsight author, and host of the Lock Me Down podcast, Security Podcast. Max, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> that sounds so awkward. <laughs> I might just <laughs> hey, that's great. No, that. yeah, man, get some uh, character, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's start off with just a very basic question, which is, what is Node.js? Well, uh, you know, they have a lot of uh, fancy ways to spin that, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's really just a Java runtime. Uh, it was built uh, a number of years back, back in uh, 2009, I believe it was, uh, built on top of Google Chrome's uh, V8 JavaScript engine. Uh, and it's probably one of the, well, first off, JavaScript arguably is probably one of the most uh, heavily used or more popular languages uh, in today's web-driven world. And uh, Node.js has become very popular for building applications, uh, especially a lot of server-side applications uh, with uh, its ability to handle a lot of concurrent connections. Um, it's also uh, the, uh, the reason why we have popular web frameworks such as Express um, and also the most popular package manager, NPM. So, yeah, there's... Uh, it's really popular, and it's a uh, it's a great uh, platform to be building applications on. You know, absolutely. So, what what got you into Node.js? Well, it uh, it wasn't something necessarily my choosing. Uh, most of my software development uh, adventures are in the web space, and I work uh, in the consulting space. So, I work with a lot of different clients. Um, they all have different types of problems they're trying to solve. They have different uh, needs. Um, they have different preferences to tech stacks. So uh, working with different clients, I found myself uh, uh, wanting to build Node.js uh, applications to solve their problems. Sometimes it's just for the sake that that's where they have uh, interest in, uh, as opposed to maybe some other uh, path like Java or uh, Microsoft products. So uh, that's uh, really the way I got dropped into that. So it was was security always kind of something that you saw in in Node.js? Like, was it was it there from the beginning, or is this something that people s started adding on later? Uh, no, I would say um, it was something that just sort of came about as the popularity grew. Uh, it's like a lot of things; security sort of, I think, takes a back seat um, as far as a an importance, and uh, just thinking, maybe even five years ago, when uh, Node.js was not taken uh, as a serious uh, platform to build production-facing applications, uh, security was just starting to take a little bit more of a role within the application or within the platform. So, um, and as time went on, you started seeing uh, different kind of resources that were around security. In relation to Node.js, start to come out um, resources that we can turn to today, um, libraries such as Helmet that help provide security to uh, to the platform. Um, but it, I would say it's an afterthought uh, as that popularity to Node.js starts to grow. 
Yeah. So, because I, I feel like, and I've only started dealing with Node probably in the last year year plus. I've had more exposure to it, but I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's a lot of security around or security resources even available for Node.js. The, and, and there is. Um, they, I believe because of its uh, public facing uh, and sort of um, from the from the onset, as opposed to some of the other languages and platforms and, fr- and frameworks that might sit behind uh, larger companies that are uh, managing the development of that, I believe that the community really had a influence in making that a larger priority or first uh, uh, first place citizen within the platform itself. Yeah. So why is it important to secure Node.js? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say it's important to uh, secure Node.js. Uh, what I would say is that it's important to secure a lot of number a uh, number of different types of applications, whether they're web-based, cloud-based, uh, freestanding applications. Uh, but when you're working with Node.js, uh, there there is maybe some small differences with working with other platforms, but at the end of the day, the same type of security principles that you need to be concerned with, with building another application in another framework or another language language also applies to Node.js as well. So it's just as important. Okay. So what, what surprised you about like the security of Node.js, whether that's good or bad? Well, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because, um, I don't necessarily have a specific Node.js security surprise. Uh, a surprise or more or less around security in general is uh, something that I've had more surprises with. Um, not that I have experienced a number of these, but it seems like every time you turn around, you're reading or hearing about some new exploit uh, that you didn't even have a thought was even possible of doing. So uh, it's one of those football uh, mantras where you have to have your head on a swivel, uh, which just highlights the importance of being cognitive of the security areas that we can help address as developers. With Node.js, there wasn't anything that specifically jumped out at me other than the fact that since it is a JavaScript-based platform, uh, you have to keep in mind that it is uh it is processing JavaScript that is provided to it. And those types of security implications uh, can show up when you didn't really think about it because it is able to um, to execute JavaScript natively. So can you explain that a little bit more, like what, what you actually mean by that? So when I think about uh, Node.js and security related to Node.js, same type of security related principles that we have to be aware of no matter what we're building applies to Node.js. So when I think about security surprises, um, the only ones that really jump out at me are the unknown unknowns, the ones that you didn't think were possible, uh, the ones that didn't show up out of the woodwork until actually somebody was able to exploit it, uh, uh, those zero days for se- per se. So those are the ones that I would say would be surprises, but they don't necessarily apply just to Node.js, right? But mm-hmm. when I think about um, uh, Node.js, it is a JavaScript-based platform that can execute JavaScript natively. So when you think about all the web-based uh, 
security issues that you need to be aware and cognitive of when you're building web applications on the front end, those same type of JavaScript issues in some flavor or form in a lot of ways can be applicable to a server-based platform such as Node.js because it can execute JavaScript natively. Okay, so how are you keeping up with some of these vulnerabilities in zero days that that you're talking about? Well, uh, you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I said that uh, you know I was reading the the daily output uh, of a number of different security sites that would be would keep me up to date on those types of things. Uh, I think that I get a lot of those from uh, just st- tuning into a number of different people in the community. Uh, that might talk about security. Um, also, with some of the main uh, Node.js uh, resources, um, such as uh, uh, NodeSecurity.io or Node.js uh, main site, a lot of them will have on a regular basis some of the security updates um, that they have identified for their platform. So it's more of a um, less rigorous daily routine on my part and more of trying to stay in tune just to keep up Uh, because my daily job is not um, dealing with strictly security. Uh, My personal uh, ambition is to try to help developers be more cognitive of the applications they're writing. So I'm down in the trenches just like your uh, next developer working on different solutions uh, but I also want to be more cognizant myself, and I want to help my fellow developers be more cognizant when it comes to security within their applications. You know, and that's great. And I think for security to get better, we have to have not just security people uh, promoting this stuff and, and keeping it front of mind is, is also developers like you who see the, the benefit and the need for that. Absolutely. Um, it's something that uh, I noticed early on uh, many years ago when trying to implement an authentication system and realizing, wow, I'm just flipping some uh, switches, making some configuration changes, and voila, I have uh, some type of authentication system within my application, and I have absolutely no clue what's going on. And this is some major security aspect to my application, and I'm completely oblivious to, uh, to what it's doing. And that was sort of a turning point for me personally um, and diving into that to understand actually what am I doing here uh, as far as, you know, security goes with this authentication system and using that as sort of a a launching pad. I realized that uh, I wasn't alone. Uh, My most of the developers, though, are 100 times smarter than me. Uh, And I've learned so much from different developers I got to work with. Security was one of those things that. Uh, was this you know bad bugaboo or something that they just didn't understand? It was this native entity that they didn't want to uh, get too deep in. And uh, I think as we've talked before, uh, something that would put constraints on what they're they're building. So I found that most developers have either an extremely limited amount of knowledge about security or just completely naive to it. Uh, They pick up on terms. uh, They might know how to do a few things. uh, But that's when it became my prerogative that I didn't want to make this this topic security, this uh, monster in the closet. I wanted to actually tackle it. I wanted to find out how I can do it better. And then that became how can I help 
other developers understand that it's not that bad as far as uh, trying to understand and how to be more proactive in building more secure applications. Yeah, so that's and, and we're going to take a little bit of an aside here. That's something I've I've thought about in trying to show uh, security to developers is that it's security can just be another puzzle because in my experience working with developers, they love puzzles and they love like going to some of these coding sites where you have challenges and you know you're you're up against your coworkers and other developers and stuff would would is that something that you see as as something that that developers might consider um well to your first part i, I would say yes i mean uh, being one of those people that uh, uh you sort of described there uh, that there's a challenge uh, technical or not uh, there is an enjoyment with uh, conquering that challenge I, I can't say that in my personal experience, I've found developers to be receptive to that from that perspective, right? That security right. is this puzzle piece or this challenge <laughs> that you can look at. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't mean that's not the case. That's just not something I've looked at as a way to approach it, which might right. be a new, uh, a new angle uh, because uh, I've personally tried to look at ways that I could uh, uh, approach other software developers um, to talk about how we bring security into an application we might be working on and uh, trying to find ways that uh, I can introduce it in the most uh, re receptive way. So taking the angle that, uh, hey, we have this sort of you know problem to solve, this puzzle that we need to knock out might be an actually entertaining angle that might be productive that I actually just haven't tried yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're kind of speaking about developers and security. So is that who should take or who should secure Node.js? Or do you think that's there, there should be some involvement from the security team? Absolutely. Uh, you've probably heard this being in your line of field that uh, security is not a uh, flat uh, plane. It is a multi-layered approach. And uh, absolutely, uh, it doesn't just start and end with the security team. It starts with uh, others, starting with maybe management top down, also starting with the developers who are actually writing the code and being cognitive to writing uh, and then cascading to security teams that are involved from day one, right? Uh, it's not waiting till um, launch day or the day before launch and we're trying to shimmy in all these security aspects that we decided we wanted to ignore because it was going to slow down production. And uh, so there's a lot of different layered approaches that need to be implemented to securing, securing a Node.js application. Um, and, you know, it's, I could come up with some contrived example where maybe an application wouldn't need it, but uh, for the most part, uh, Today, in today's uh, world and how public-facing most of the application writing or some type of cloud-based or web-based uh, application, uh, pretty much securing a Node.js application is almost necessary. Uh, so it's getting all the different teams and all the different individuals involved and making it a first citizen from day one of that uh, development of that application is really uh, the best approach. Um, not not one single person or one single team is going to knock it out. Right, right. Um, so speaking of that and the title of this podcast, how do you secure Node.js? Well, that's a uh, pretty hefty question 
Uh, it's something that I address in a lot of detail on my Pluralsight course, uh, securing Node.js web applications. Uh, but the short version is uh, there's a, a number of different areas, a number of key security areas that are easily um, either overlooked or underdeveloped or just completely implemented insecurely. Um, I can throw six major ones that sort of jump out at me, you know, which is authentication, authorization, uh, getting those done right. Uh, things like session management and and actually implementing session management properly, um, being cognitive of database injection attacks because uh, a lot of times developers are going to have the belief that because they might be working with say MongoDB or CouchDB or some other uh, da document or NoSQL database and it's not a, uh, a SQL based database that they're not liable to some of the same type of attacks or uh, they're compu uh, completely naive to different types of attacks that their uh, NoSQL implementation actually are susceptible to. So understanding what you need to do for a NoSQL-based database and protecting it. Uh, probably another major area would be the proper access controls, uh, whether that starts at the top of your application, going through a number of different layers of your application, all the way back down to the database and having uh, that principle of least privilege uh, implemented. Uh, another area would be understanding the, uh, if it's a web-based, uh, the, the ramifications of cross-site scripting. Um, and probably one of the biggest things that, uh, I won't say it's low-hanging fruit, um, but it's going to add a hefty uh, punch to your security, and that's a proper implementation of um, secure HTTP or HTTPS. But these are a subset of what anybody can find using OWASP top 10 list. You know, that's a, a guiding factor, a guiding light to understanding at least a primer or a starting point of some of the major security aspects that you need to be aware of. Um, so while I list six of them, they actually cascade over a number of them. But those will probably be some of the areas that I would say uh, are no-brainers uh, that just absolutely need to be taken with uh, with seriousness in the development of your application. So what's, what's the biggest, I guess, misconfiguration or issue in an implementation that, you, that you've seen? Uh, well, uh, when it comes to understanding, uh, well, there's a, there's a number of them, uh, and they cascade over a number of different areas. For example, how do you securely uh, uh, secure your user's uh, login credentials? Um, I'd also, uh, that's a sort of something that I see done in quite a few different ways. Um, they A lot of times people like to get creative and right. I'll, I'll hash it three different ways and uh, encrypt it and do all kinds of stuff and they try to get creative with that and it just doesn't work. It's um, uh, And um, a lot of times it might just be a lack of configuration, right? They mm -hmm. throw in some, um, some settings and they're up and running. Uh, but they don't really understand what's going on behind the scenes, and there's still more to it. Um, maybe even to the point where they don't know how to deal with it once they start getting attacked, right? They're getting flooded, or um, uh, uh, it's too late when they're uh, 
database has already been siphoned off uh, and those credentials are long gone. Um, and it's too late at that point to do anything about it in having the proper authentication and or security uh, for mm-hmm. the storage of your credentials. Uh, that's an area. S- session management is probably, it's getting better um, and putting in the necessary uh, settings and configurations for your sessions, especially you know in a web-based application where you're sending that up to the front end, and understanding how it's exposed and what can be done with it. And and uh, a lot of times I find that developers have this mentality that um, it's their front-end client, so it's still within their sphere of of a trust zone, and they don't realize they've sort of just released that into the public. Uh, space and it's it, you know there's certain configurations you need to be doing with session management or the use of jots and all that stuff uh, that uh, if you don't put that in correctly uh, you're going to see ramifications might be a little too late to do anything about it but um, same thing goes with um, uh, to the configuration question and how you implement uh, a secure HTTP protocol. Um, there's a number of different ways to do it, um, and you can probably look up uh, and get at least a handful of different ways to implement it uh, if you're looking out on the internet where everything's true. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that uh, that was one of the ones that I found to be uh, really surprising, where if you're just trying to look up some how-to implement HTTPS on your application, uh, that you can get some really off the wall uh, uh, configuration suggestions to you, especially uh, working with HTS and things of that sort. So there's uh, quite a few different configuration related uh, uh, misnomers out there. uh, And I've seen quite a few of them in the wild. Uh, But uh, there's also a number of other areas that have to be taken security uh, serious just as configuration is. So is there a resource uh, for HTTPS that you recommend? I, obviously, I think you do cover that in your course, but are, is there other ones that out there, if someone were to just go quickly search, things to consider when using HTTPS? Um, uh, yeah, um, I, I'm well familiar with Troy Hunt, and he has a lot of great resources. Definitely something that, uh, uh, I, a matter of fact, i got to say I recall reading up on HTTPS uh, HTSTS on his site specifically mm-hmm. in the past. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say <laughs> Troy Hunt is probably what got me into application security because oh, his, his posts are just so in depth and they're really easy to read. Like they're, they're, they're really, and they're really actionable too, which is really awesome. So, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, following him for, uh, quite a long time. Uh, he's had, you know, coming from a software development, uh, background, um, there's a lot of stuff that I can sort of uh, resonate with. Uh, but now that you mentioned about the resource, uh, sort of oddly, uh, I must say, Scott Hanselman has mm-hmm. a blog about doing HSTS properly. Uh, and uh, I found it fascinating that out of many sites that I had uh, come across, uh, he was the only, I won't say the only one, but one of the few that actually implemented that exchange of information properly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. HSTS is, is, can be very difficult. So got to know what you're doing because you can't <laughs> host your site. So absolutely. absolutely. All right. Uh, 
so are what tools are available for securing Node.js? So I'll throw two out there that isn't the um, the least, uh, and there is others out there, but uh, NodeSecurity.io I feel is a hefty uh, resource center for security around Node. Um, another one is talking about actual. Uh, tool helmet uh, I found to be extremely resourceful uh, when it comes to helping you uh, provide security uh, to your application, whether it's uh, especially using things such as uh, content security policies, uh, which are a big plus for anybody using doing web development that I think is underutilized and uh, can really help with uh, how your server up resources. Um, those are two. Um, uh, I'll have to plug my uh, Pluralsight course, securing your Node.js web app. Uh, I go through uh, those so six topics I mentioned, as well as uh, a number of other ones in a lot of depth. Uh, try to help uh, other fellow developers be able to write Node.js applications with security in mind. So uh, those are just three. Uh, there's many other ones out there, though. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I really liked about your course, too, is that you not only talked about it, but then you also like pulled up uh, the code and showed like editing the code. And a lot of it was, was great was the copy and pasting of this. And then you just have to go in and like change true and false and, you know, do some other changes within the code. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it was fun making the, uh, writing the course, um, taking it from a lot of ex uh, experience in different areas. Uh, but, uh, you know, with the popularity of Node.js, um, I think it's something that uh, needs to be brought to more developers attention that, you know, Development can still be fun, even though you might be taking a more secure uh, approach to it, right? Right, right. There's challenges in there. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. Here's a puzzle for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, so what other resources are available for learning more uh, about securing Node.js? Despite being uh, not necessarily Node-specific, uh, OWASP is a, um, uh, a great resource for at least understanding the fundamentals and the fundamentals of the problems that you need to be aware of. Um, some of their stuff is a little outdated as far mm -hmm. as actual implementation. So um, I would caution on that. But at the same time, uh, you're going to get a wealth of information when you dive into uh, their top 10 list. Uh, it isn't the end-all, be-all, It's uh, but it is a starting point, I think, for somebody like a software developer who might have a limited uh, knowledge or exposure to security when it comes to securing their web application or any type of application. Uh, it's going to, I feel, ease them into that those waters uh, without uh, the fire hose approach. Um, so I like um, leaning on or are suggesting the OWASP top 10 list as a place to start um, at a minimum. Yeah, no, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed? Uh, you know, I think I've sort of uh, hammered on this a number of times, but when you see all the stuff that's going on on a regular basis, uh, when it comes to companies uh, being the victim of some type of breach um, in some way or fashion, uh, and the outcome, whether it's to the company that's just folded or uh, you know had to close their doors, uh, to the individuals 
that are going to be tormented for years or the life's turned upside down because of uh, some type of information leak. And the list of other outcomes of basically a lack of security or uh, taking security secure, uh, serious by the company at hand, uh, it, it, it really wakes you up to understand that we're no longer in those times where we can write applications naively and expect that somebody else is going to take care of that part of it. Um, so for those that are out there, those developers that are working in um, some type of space where uh, the, the solutions they're writing and building are public-facing or going to have some lasting aspects uh, on either the company or other individuals, I think it's our prerogative to be a, more cognitive of how we can take security more seriously. Um, it isn't the sole responsibility of a security team within a company. Uh, a lot of companies I work with don't have a security team. Um, you are the security, you know, when it comes down to it. But unfortunately, um, at the same time, I'll say that I think a lot of companies from the top down need to take more of a proactive approach and a serious approach to understanding how much security, uh, how important it is. Um, and I think that will take a lasting approach. You and I were talking about that sort of off the air, but um, uh, it really starts from the top down of taking security serious, but software developers themselves can't be naive as well to it. So I think that's some uh, lasting remark I would make about how we as software developers uh, can use security to be more serious and write more secure software. Absolutely. All right. So is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'd say check out my Pluralsight course, uh, Securing Your Node.js Web App. If you really want to get the nitty gritty on how and, and to secure your Node.js for a lot of uh, different aspects of what you need to be aware of. Um, also, um, lockmedown.com is my website, which has a plethora of information around security, software development, and a number of other areas. But uh, yeah, those two resources. Awesome. Well, Max, thank you for joining me to discuss how to secure Node.js. Thanks, Tim. That will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. Have a good one.